0: This week, all we got is piss-warm Chango with Desperado. This is Body Counts and Beer. Hello and welcome to yet another edition of Body Counts and Beer.
1: I am Mark Rosenthal. I am Patrick Bromley. And since I drew the short straw, I'm John Rooney, the John Rooney of the podcast. (laughs) The only John Rooney of the
0: podcast, thankfully. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, today we are going to be talking about the 1995 Robert Rodriguez action spectacular, Desperado. Desperado. Ooh, that's a copyrighted song please don't do that uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't want to get sued by Don Henley
1: John let me get your hot take on Desperado oh hot take on Desperado that man surely let somebody love him before it was way too late <laughs>
0: god damn your face god damn your face Patrick what's your hot take on Desperado Hey, Desperado, don't be so sad.
2: I fucking love the Eagles, all
0: right? <laughs> I
2: fucking <laughs> love I the Eagles. I hate the
0: Eagles so much. I hate them so much. Oh, gosh. That's your hot take. That's, That's your hot take. I the <laughs> Eagles. Mark, what's your hot take on Desperado? This is the coolest Movie of all time. This movie is Fonzie's leather jacket, it's Shaft's trench coat, it's Dolomite's hat, it's the <laughs> coolest thing, all the coolest things in history put together in one bloody hour and a half of just cartoon mayhem. <laughs> Robert Rodriguez, you are a genius. I don't care what they say about Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Uh, this movie opens immediately with Smash <laughs> Cut 2, Steve Buscemi.
1: The beautiful visage of Steve Buscemi sauntering into a Mexican bar. Drops a cigarette and takes about five consecutive minutes to put it out with the sole of his shoe. <laughs> hey,
2: only you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> That's
1: true. He's incredibly safety conscious, yeah. if nothing else.
2: The desert is very flammable. <laughs>
0: It, the movie takes like two minutes to do this long establishing shot of all the creeps in the bar. And the entire time, you just hear his foot shh, shh, sh- sh- putting out that cigarette forever. <laughs> As if just to really drive home the fact that he just threw out a cigarette on the floor of a business. <laughs> hey man, it's 95. You can
2: still smoke in bars.
0: Valid, True. valid point. Steve Buscemi saunters up to the bar where he's greeted by the bartender, played by Cheech Marin of, uh, what's that Don Johnson show he was on? Cheech and Chong. I believe you mean Miami Vice. Cheech no? and Chong up in smoke. I don't mean either of those. It was the one from the 90s. Oh, right, Nash Bridges. That's the one, That's yeah.
1: That's the one. <laughs>
2: Sorry, I love Chong. Don Johnson. I love Don Johnson, what's, and I love the Eagles.
1: What's Cheech and Chong? Cheech and Chong, go to White Castle. Is that it's chi, not, Cheech I'm and not. Chong and Guantanamo Bay? Well, no. I, I, oh, man,
0: no. I, I hate you, Patrick, for liking the Eagles, and I hate you, John, for every other reason. <laughs>
1: Cheech and Chong, <laughs> The Hangover Part 2. Go to hell! <laughs> go to hell! die! Cheech and Chong straight. No, you're back. done. No, you're done. You're absolutely done. Cheech versus Chong, the nightmare <laughs> continues. Unfortunately,
2: giving us the only letdown of the movie, Cheech will not take this opportunity to deliver a great monologue about pussy.
0: That's true. True. Also, Chong does not make any appearances <laughs> in this film, despite what Chong would have you believe. Antonio Banderas wasn't playing Chong? No. Oh, I gotta <laughs> rewatch this movie. <laughs> Steve Buscemi approaches the bartender and he proceeds to tell him a tale, if you will, <laughs> uh, of, of, of a, a, the biggest Mexican he's ever seen creating wanton violence in a town nearby. And it's intercut with what is either something that actually happened or him just telling the story of the El Mariachi just murdering people left and right. Firing guns into them, sending them flying through the
1: air... The action in this movie is very stylized. It's very John Woo-inspired. If something can explode, it does explode. If it can't explode, it explodes. All bullets hit with the force of a Mack truck. (laughs) (laughs) People get shot with a
0: pistol and fly 20 feet in the air. And
1: I don't think there's ever a moment where someone just uses one pistol. It's always two pistols, one machine gun.
0: Yeah. Or
2: the old one pistol, one sawed off.
1: Yeah. That's a classy...
0: And after this, Buscemi tells his little story and leaves the bar, letting them know, hey, he's coming for you. Cut to Steve Buscemi
1: visiting Antonio Banderas, El Mariachi, in his bed, hanging out. Well, El Mariachi just had an incredible dream where he played guitar in front of a club and the club dig it, dug it. Yeah, he's just jamming to this sweet song
0: again, playing all of his own guitar, singing the song with his two buddies, Campa and Kino. And they're just jamming, having a good time. Every, all the tourists in the bar are enjoying themselves. A bar fight breaks out like it's the Mexican version of the Double Deuce in Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah.
1: and Banderas, in what can only be described as an Elvis-like flair, jumps onto the bar and does the coolest rock and roll walk I have ever seen in my life, backlit, with these glaring stage lights from the other side of the bar and just uses the uh, the neck of his guitar yep. <laughs> to smack the ne'er-do-well in the back of the head.
0: Causing blood and teeth to fly out of his face and everyone cheers after being sprayed by somebody's bodily fluids and he goes right back to playing. Yeah. Doesn't no, no, he, miss he, yeah, a
1: beat. He never stops playing. That guitar is made out of
2: adamantium. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> blows through a guy's face, doesn't break, stays in tune, keeps going,
0: no problem. (laughs) And then he wakes up! And that's when he's confronted with his good friend Buscemi, played by Steve Buscemi. We have to point out that that's the name of his character is Buscemi. (laughs) Played by Steve Trees Lounge Buscemi. (laughs) And this is like all of the story that you get from the movie is this brief scene where it's Bucho's here, now you're going to kill him, and then you're going to be done. And that's it. That's all the character development Al Mariachi gets, really.
1: But every single character is so unique and so full of style and personality. They're like the, the bad guys in Die Hard. Even if they're on the screen for just one scene, you know exactly who they are and what they're about. Right, yeah, yeah
2: definitely you stay, like like in Die Hard where there, you have the guy who likes chocolate sure yeah. <laughs> and this one you've got the guy who has to make the phone
1: calls at the bar oh you've got the guy who has to mop up after every oh, shootout oh mop guy oh jeez
2: bless your service mop guy and you know that they're all hard asses because none of them drink that piss warm chango <laughs> that's my
0: brand wink <laughs> And that leads to our first montage of the movie, which is the El Mariachi getting ready to murder
1: montage, which includes shaving and braiding his hair, lighting a prayer candle in the bathroom, <laughs> and then praying, yeah. and then just hitchhiking to the next
0: town with his guitar case full of guns. And
1: credits.
0: <laughs> no, 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 not quite, not yet. <laughs> So he arrives uh, in town, and we cut back to the Tarasco bar where Steve Buscemi had warned the bartender played by Cheech Marin that Mariachi was coming. And they're just conducting some kind of business. There's like this weird like two-minute scene where they're just like quietly talking to each other. Hey, how much money do we make? Yeah, they're going over the
2: books. Yeah. It's a well-organized drug (laughs) front. (laughs) yeah. Some people let their fronts run sloppy. But in this case, El Bucho, he's trying to get the most out of those legitimate
0: businesses. (laughs) (laughs) And this is also where we're sort of introduced to Bucho as well. Bucho calls the bar, and they let him know that, you know, the mariachi might be coming for him. And (laughs) this is where we get this just weird scene out of nowhere. Sort of introduces his henchman, uh, lady henchman, and guy henchman who always wears sunglasses. And... (laughs) They just have this weird fighting pit ringed with skulls of cows. Yep. In his backyard. Like you do. Sure. As you did in the 90s. Yeah. And they walk over there and there's just this weird scene where, who, who's this guy? Oh, that's my sister's nephew. He wants to join the gang. He wanted to impress you with his fighting ability, which is an actual line. Yep. And then there's just a weird bare knuckle fight. Between nephew and
2: Christos. Now, now, wait a second. Played by Christos. Needs a little more here. There's a bare knuckle fight between uh, nephew guy and some schmuck. Uh, Bucho calls the schmuck out and brings Christos in. Christos is literally the Mexican version of the bald Nazi from the uh, propeller plane fight (laughs) in Indiana Jones.
0: And the sense that he's a sweaty ball guy who's been waiting to fight all day. And is
2: completely shirtless and greasy. (laughs) He goes about mauling this nephew for several minutes until Nephew manages to jump kick him with a broken foot and break his neck. It's a very Van Damme esque
0: kick. It is. This
1: movie has just literally any kind of action
0: you want. Yes, every single form of violence you could ever possibly want in a movie gun violence, hand violence, kick violence, all of the car vehicular violence. <laughs> all of the violence in the world happens in this movie and it happens almost every second of this movie and it's glorious. <laughs> After Christos dies, the nephew gets a job.
1: Yeah. And a cast for his leg. And a cast, yeah. A cast and, like, a metal brace. Yeah. yeah it's like, like It's like out of Mad Max. It's <laughs> that metal brace that he gets. <laughs> to wander the wasteland for yep. eternity, of course. Except this guy has purpose. He's not uh, dealing with the existential crunch of post-apocalyptic <laughs> Australia. He knows his place. He knows exactly what he has to do, and he's comfortable fulfilling his role in society. And there's plenty of gas. So that's not a problem at all. <laughs> As we will soon find out, everything in this town is soaked in gasoline. That's why right,
0: everything in this town, this town is like one of those games where they advertise like destructible environments.
1: Yeah, it's the just cause 2 of action movies.
0: <laughs> because walls, cars, street corners with the slightest provocation just explode for no reason. <laughs> And then this is where we come back to the Tarasco Bar, where first they're
1: accosted by some lady tourists who are very upset. <laughs> oh, with they the poor did service. like the service at no, all. They did not. They, in fact, an actual line is, do not expect a tip. And they hated that piss form, Oh, Django. they sure did. That's because they piss in it.
0: <laughs> we find out. <laughs> and then the movie comes to a screeching halt to allow Quentin Tarantino to walk in, stop, have the camera linger on him for ten seconds, so you can go, Hey guys, it's director of Pulp Fiction, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> and then continue so we can tell a five minute joke. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And what I love most about this joke, though, is that the uh, the bartender and his bookie associate that are balancing, I guess, the checkbook, some kind of ledger, they're making sure that everything is, is adding up at the end of the day, and they could not be more disinterested or annoyed by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> they have no patience for his <laughs> shenanigans. I mean say what you will about the man's
0: movies. The man
1: himself He's a is, little insufferable. It's
0: <laughs> kinda irritating. He's, and this is and this is him like pulp fiction, height of his powers oh, at yeah. the time, you know, like new Wonderkin. Ah oh, man, I didn't even go to film school. I, I worked in a video store all the time and talk, 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 cocaine, 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 <laughs> I assume. And he tells this ridiculous, stupid joke, and there's jump cuts in it. It's it's it, it's bizarre. It has nothing yeah. to do with anything in the movie. It's ostensibly just to pass the time while they call to check on his credentials. Sure. They murder his sidekick. He lives. They take him into the back room where he goes to the dirtiest bathroom in Mexico. Cousin to the dirtiest bathroom in Scotland from Trainspotting. And that's when El Mariachi enters the bar. <laughs> Comes in. Very quietly, and everyone's very paranoid. They see him with this guitar case, assuming it's full of weapons. But hey, man, it's just a guitar. Uh They open it up, and sure enough, it is just a guitar. And everyone's cool for a second. (laughs) And so the
1: guitar opens and guns come out! Oh no! It
0: does.
1: (laughs) It's like the equivalent of those Bibles that you uh, put scotch in. Like the the carved (laughs) out. This is a carved out guitar that opens up to reveal more guns. The
0: guitar case has a false guitar top.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah. And
0: it's all of the guns.
1: All of the guns.
0: And Pistols, love, machine guns.
1: Grenades.
0: Grenades.
1: <laughs> What's great, though, is that the guitar case opens up, and then the guitar opens up, to revealing the guns, and Antonio Banderas almost says, wait, 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 I can explain. <laughs> like, he's still just like, whoa, I know this looks bad, but just everyone chill
0: out. <laughs> and then... What follows is got to be like close to 8 minutes of him just flinging oh, bullets I would at everybody. Describe it as a ballet of gunfire. Oh, is very, yeah. He
2: isn't even oh, looking yeah. at all of the places that he is shooting and he is putting bullets and henchmen all over.
0: He's shooting behind his back. He's leaping <sighs> off of the bar tops and shooting in the air, sliding across the floor shooting, and it's, it, it's him versus at least like Fifty guys? Yeah. Easy. It's a Easy. lot of guys.
2: Really, yeah.
1: Bucho has more goons than Shredder. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't even have a cool arcade and a skating rink. <laughs> right? <laughs> He's just got a shitty bar and piss warm Django.
0: <laughs> Mariachi proceeds to murder everybody in the bar until the accountant
1: shows up,
0: and they have a fun little bit of
1: business. It's so great. So they both have these, like, handheld Uzis, and they're running at each other on the bar, and they both slide belly first towards each other like a slip and slide in your cousin's birthday. Whee! <laughs> and they shove the guns in each other's faces. They both pull the triggers, and oops, out of bullets.
0: And <laughs> they just kind of look at each other like...
1: Well, what are you going to do? They almost have an expression like, this isn't supposed to happen in an action movie. <laughs> Did someone yell, cut? What do we do now? The rules set forth by
0: Hollywood screenwriter Shane Black says I never run out of bullets. What's happened? <laughs>
1: So they jump into the pile of corpses littering the bar (laughs) floors, searching frantically for guns that they point at each other, only to find out that those guns are also out of bullets.
0: And that happens about five times. And it
1: is hilarious every time. (laughs) Every time it's really funny. At no point does anyone recognize that they're
2: holding several pounds of a cudgel in their hands (laughs) that they could use against their enemy who is looking for more guns.
0: No, they have to play it out like this... extended, weird, meta-comedy David Letterman bit. (laughs) you got to find the gun. The longer it goes on, the funnier it gets, until finally Mariachi's not having it anymore, and he just breaks the
1: guy's (laughs) neck, right? And he breaks the guy's neck while yelling, Fuck yeah! (laughs) It's like suddenly Macho Man Randy Savage possesses the body of Antonio Banderas to complete the finishing (laughs) move. Again, it cannot be overstated how...
0: Cool, this movie is. It is
1: a delight.
0: Every single shot in this movie is a cool guy's shot. Uh, I'm pretty sure everybody on the crew wore wraparound Oakley's (laughs) during the filming of the movie. And just every camera shot, like the cameras whipping around and fast edits. I mean, it is a just, it's so obsessed with being so. Like hey, how's it going? All right.
1: But the thing is, it totally works. Oh, it, it is. Oh, yeah. It's it's not like there are so many movies today where it, it, the movie thinks that it's so cool, but it's just infuriating. But this movie is Boondock Saints. just yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this movie is the anti-Boondock Saints. It is aged wonderfully, oh.
0: <laughs> and it really is like a cartoon. Yeah. It's like a v- super violent Looney Tunes cartoon, and really, it's not. Much more violent than a
1: lot of the Looney Tunes cartoons. No. Yeah. <laughs> Those cartoons, if you just add a little bit of blood, it'd be about the same. Antonio Banderas does soak up damage like a Max Payne character. He's yeah. just like, yeah, it's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, he fights all 150 whatever guys in that bar, not a scratch. Walks out of the bar. The one business guy in the bar follows him out with his two guns: the one black gun, the one silver gun. That's yep. right. Ebony
1: and ivory from uh, <laughs> *Devil May Cry*. <laughs> and that's when we meet Carolina, played by Salma Hayek, and her weaponized sexuality causes <laughs> a car accident. Yes, she it does.
0: across the street, and two cars smash into each other and then the drivers turn around and oogle her yeah
1: well and then the drivers share a look where they're like no we're fine this this is we totally understand yeah, each other no. it's cool that
2: makes total sense there's no
1: need to swap insurance information we all know who's at fault here let's so just carry hike. on with our day and
0: and she walks away with a smile on her face just like ah oh, Tuesdays <laughs> like every week this happens to her <laughs> And she's walking down the street, and Malachi is walking towards her, and she's walking towards him, and she's got this look in her face like, ooh, who's this cute, sweaty, dirty guy coming towards me? <laughs> and he's walking towards her going, oh, I hope there's not a guy behind me with a gun. <laughs> and, and, and there she's is. Like, yeah. And she's just like, ooh, he's cute. Oh, my gosh. There's a guy behind you with a gun. And he pushes her out of the way. Very sho- gallantly. Shoves her to the ground, turns around, takes a shot to the shoulder wrestles that guy to the ground, takes his two guns, puts them to his neck,
1: and then blows his head off. Now, what's great about this scene is as it's tracking with the guy following him with the two guns, we do see in the background, hey, is that Danny Trejo? It is. It sure is Danny Trejo. I wonder what he's doing in this movie. You'll find out later. (laughs) For now, he's just
0: hanging around, playing with a knife. That's it? Yeah. That's
1: no, I can't, can't remember when this happens, but at some point before you're totally introduced to the character, he does walk up to a payphone, <laughs> takes out his knife in the stabbing position of Mike Myers, and stabs out the phone number to check him with his bosses.
0: Because, no, I mean, again,
1: if anything in this movie can be cool, it is cool. <laughs> or
0: violent. Or violently cool. Oh, and then Carolina takes the wounded mariachi who's tired and probably exhausted from murdering so many people. And just
1: people. filled to the brim with raw animal magnetism. <laughs>
0: yeah. And drags him back to her Café de Libros. That's right, the book cafe. <laughs> I'll order me a latte, please. And a side of Herman Melville, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> throws them up on the bar, and just starts doing amateur surgery. Well, that's the thing. She's got
1: books. Yeah, she's got medical books in her bookstore. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, definitely. And it looks like there's a lot of sticky notes marking pages, so she's clearly been studying of like, okay, if someone comes to my bookstore with a bullet wound to the arm, I know how to fix it. Oh, I
0: assume she is just running a black market hospital out of the bookstore (laughs) on a regular basis. (laughs) She's setting bones. She's giving injections. She's doing diabetes testing. She's doing it all.
1: She's got it all covered. Now what's great is Antonio Banderas wakes up and she's performing surgery to get the bullet out of his arm and they are both way too cool to let this bother them and get in the way of their flirting because, oh boy, do they flirt. The The sexual tension between these two is so thick You could punch it. And, like, it's so natural. There's nothing, like, icky or weird about it. No, There's so many action movies where, like, clearly the director has told you how to be sexy, and it's just really uncomfortable. Yeah. But these two actors are, like, they're in it to win it, and it is great.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is, it's, like, this fog of, like fuck stink just hanging <laughs> over the movie fuck
1: stink well cause they are both pure charisma factories yeah, giving oh, off yeah. tons of CO2 in the form of pheromones <laughs> <laughs> they are not getting a tax break for being under their caps nope <laughs> she patches him up and then he leaves Almost immediately. Well, she, He's got to go to church. She he has she, to go to church. She cauterizes the wound in the coolest way possible. a cigarette. She pulls out a cigarette, lights it up. He says, do you smoke? She blows smoke into his face and says no. And then uses the cigarette to cauterize his wound. It's magical. Right. She uses a just
0: lit cigarette to cauterize... Like a quarter of the wound, yeah. and then that's it.
2: Just done. It's like a forty-five caliber bullet. When they pull it out of there, I mean, it's.
0: I don't even know how to... it's. It's. It's practically the size of a piece of candy corn. It's yes. huge. It's really big. It's like a quarter. Yeah. It's like a. It's like five quarters taped together. Or you know what it is? It's like a pog slammer. That's what it is. She pulls a pog slammer out of her shoulder, and then he goes to church. And then he goes to church, where he once again runs into. Buscemi, played by Steve Fargo Buscemi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, Buscemi is really upset because El Mariachi in the previous scene promised that there would be no more bloodbaths. Uh, Buscemi is losing his stomach for the job. He just he can't take this anymore, and he is no stranger to let El Mariachi know it. So they, they leave, uh, and now this is where the Danny Trejo foreshadowing <laughs> finally pays off in a big, bad way. The Danny Trejo show
0: takes off hardcore here. Steve
1: Buscemi says something along the lines of, I'm two hours away from retirement, <laughs> or I just paid my mortgage off, or I can't wait for graduation tomorrow. Any of the lines that are sure-to-be-soon-dead character says in a movie.
2: Danny Trejo removed his uh, trademark Danny Trejo leather vest to show us a ribcage bandolier of throwing (laughs) knives that wraps all the way around his body.
1: It's like the machete, but instead they're throwing knives. Yeah. It is is, a... That's where this idea must have come from.
0: That absolutely is where it came from. During the making of Desperado, when Robert Rodriguez met Danny Trejo, he was like, this guy's amazing. He should be the Mexican Charles Bronson and just put movies out every year and his character should be Machete. And it took him, it took him like 20 years to make a (laughs) Machete movie. (laughs) Yeah, and then Danny
1: Trejo goes on a knife-throwing rampage. Immediately kills Steve Buscemi with two well-thrown <laughs> knives. Puts three in Antonio Banderas. One in
0: each arm and then one in the back. And each one strikes a bone. Yeah. Like, man. when it hits, there's like a loud funk. Like, each one is just jammed oh, into God. his whatever those bones are on the upper part of your arm. Oh, man,
2: those knives hit. It's like a, it's ringing a
0: cowbell. they <laughs> come in. And that's when Bucho's men show up in their bulletproof limo to find mariachi, and they get confused and they think Danny Trejo's the mariachi. Because they are under incredibly specific orders to shoot
2: anyone that they don't recognize.
0: <laughs> Which is hilarious because we know for a fact there's at least two groups of tourists wandering around the city. <laughs> And they're all females yeah. yeah which means there's a bunch of no. there's a bunch of white women from Texas getting murdered theres a, there is
1: also exactly one uh Zach Morris oh nice. yeah of course nice. with, the, yeah. with the big striped t-shirt and the perfectly coiffed comb over nice. yeah that's with right. all of the gel Oh,
0: that's great <laughs> just all of that whatever the one with the the kangaroo on it is yeah. <laughs> some vo5 in there maybe. You know. <laughs> Danny Trejo leaps up onto the top of a limousine, starts throwing
1: knife after knife after knife oh, at Bucho's henchman. It really cannot be overstated how fucking cool this movie <laughs> it's is. It's so cool. It's so cool.
0: Cause Danny Trejo, like, he he wasn't really an actor. He was a legitimate criminal yeah. who had been in jail and at some point got out, reformed his life, got sober, and was working as a a consultant on a movie. Way back when, with Eric Roberts, and kind of fell into
1: acting. Well, he has an amazing stage presence. Sure, anything that he's in, he is immediately the center of attention. He's just. just really very confident. Oh yeah, and he's just huge and gigantic and he's got that, his face
0: is just like so much character just in yeah. his face. You look at that man and you're like, what did you do?
2: <laughs> I mean, he's practically a Mexican Charles Bronson. He really is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but Charles Bronson from Death Wishes 2 through 5, not from the first one, that was good. We're talking about the like the Death Wish where it's not Oh, my family was kidnapped, and now I'm going to fight back. Now it's the death wish of, I hate everybody!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Unfortunately for Mr. Trejo, though, he will be shot to death by our buddy's cousin's friend's nephew. <laughs> That's right. Who will right. leap out of the limousine with a pistol just in the right place at the right time and put a good five or six
1: shots right oh, yeah. in. He shoots him in the shoulder, then the other shoulder, then everywhere else. <laughs>
0: And I gotta be—I gotta say—I was kind of disappointed that that's all it took to take Danny Trejo down. <laughs> I feel like in real life, the real Danny Trejo, who now is close to like eighty, <laughs> would would take more shots than that this movie is bullshit
2: now (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's the part about it that's completely unrealistic well see
1: here's the thing though they have to remove Danny Trejo as early as possible or you will get a massive case of Poochie Syndrome where whenever Danny Trejo is not on screen all the other characters should be asking where's Danny Trejo You love bringing up the Poochie Syndrome. It's <laughs> up! This is like the third it's time.
0: Up. Brought it up. And you like the Eagles and you're an asshole and I hate
1: everything. Guys, we're finding our footing with this show. It's, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be a good show.
0: <laughs>
1: Luckily
2: for Antonio Banderas, he will manage to get back to the bookstore, bleeding only mostly. But first... But first, he will encounter our buddy, Short Round.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) The the little kid who looks like a tiny Dom Herrera. (laughs) Who plays... What do you... It's not a guitar. It's a guitar. Is it a guitar? Because it's got the, like, hooked bottom Yeah, that's a mariachi guitar. It's like a a
1: Spanish-style guitar. And Antonio Banderas takes a few moments out of his day to be an inspiration to this little brother. (laughs) Right. Give him something to look up to, so he doesn't turn to the streets. While bleeding profusely <laughs> all over the wall, he had met the kid
0: earlier and showed him some fingering exercises. You mean like, on the guitar? Sure, I'm pretty sure they got that. I don't <laughs> think anyone's talking about fingering a child. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is not Dateline NBC. Chris Hansen will not be arriving anytime soon. So now this is his little comeback and he's bleeding all over the place is pulling knives out of himself and the kids like let me go get my real guitar and I'll show you how what I learned he's like no just play that one he's like I can't follow me person who's dying <laughs> mariachi follows him literally leaving
1: a trail of blood Pouring from his shoulder onto the wall. Because he is physically incapable of disappointing a child. (laughs) It is his kryptonite. He's, wow guys, a mariachi is Santa Claus, isn't he? He really
2: is. I will be honest with you though. Antonio Bandera is slinking along that adobe wall, bleeding out on it with the sun so bright. That's real artistic direction right there. Like, somebody did some fine cinematography. Yeah, it is beautifully shot. Yeah. yeah,
0: there's one thing you can say about Robert Rodriguez is that he knows how to shoot a kick-ass movie. Mm-hmm. Like, even his bad movies look great. Yeah. Like, even Sin City 2, which the giant steaming <laughs> pile of... Garbage and shit and Bigfoot leavings and like skin that the Loch Ness monster shed off and then was like thrown into a pile of rotten bananas. It's all of that. But man, it looks good. Yeah,
1: it really does. Yeah, it looks great.
0: Uh, And so the little kid takes him to go get his real guitar, which we find out is given to him by drug dealers. And his dad is using the guitars as a method to transport, I'm assuming, heroin or cocaine. Some kind of white powder drug. Yeah, a big
2: bag of white powder, whatever that means, in the 80s. I'm
0: assuming heroin because cocaine was the 80s. And usually comes in bricks. And this was a smaller yeah, bag. Like bag uh, yeah. Gosh, man, I didn't mean to be so technical. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I know how heroin comes. Or anything.
2: In any case, we also learned that Carolina is in on this heroin trade. And that is what will drive him back
1: to the bookstore. He is very disappointed in her. Yeah. Very.
0: <laughs> so disappointed that he lets her perform more amateur surgery on him. Yeah.
1: What's great is, you know, Selma Hayek has such a commanding performance because he does come in and he's incredibly angry and he's, you know, how much does he pay you and how long has this been going on? And she's just like, just get on the counter. He's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> He is immediately like he is at her beck and call and oh, it is yeah. wonderful well, as well he should be yeah. yeah, who
2: wouldn't be but she does just kind of traffic in drugs at this point this man has probably killed like 50 60 people yeah. in like, this town coming down what moral high ground <laughs> yeah does he have the and I, I think she
1: points that out, too. She's just like, yeah, I you've killed many people.
0: <laughs> I run a bookstore. Somebody leaves a package. Somebody comes and picks it up. They give me money. <laughs> you have a guitar case full of grenades. <laughs> and, a, and a gun that's
1: attached to a belt that is attached to your groin. <laughs> that's true. If anyone has seen From Dusk Till Dawn, it is the sex machine gun worn by the incomparable... Uh, Tom Savini. Tom Savini. The Hollywood makeup... Of effects wizard, who's not an actor, but man, he's great in that oh, movie. Oh, he is. Uh, you know him uh, from such special effects blockbusters as uh, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, any of the dead movies yes yeah. Tom Svini. That
0: is correct, and he is fantastic. Great mustache. So, <laughs> Carolina does a little more amateur surgery on Mariachi, and he's recuperating in her bed, and what's this? She bought him a present. It's a guitar. Oh, play for me, Mariachi. <laughs> Ooh. Well, now, Not only did she buy him a guitar, but we will now move to
2: a room with no less than 5,000 lit candles. <laughs> and if you're in the mid-90s, I think you know what's coming.
0: <laughs> and here's the thing is, they've known each other maybe 12 hours.
1: Tops. Although I will say that many of the sex scenes that we have watched for this podcast have been forced and awkward and gross, and real gross. Yeah. This one, I am surprised they didn't do this sooner when yeah. they, when they start actually making out and having sex. It's, it's like a, Oh, finally, when are you two going to do it already? Yeah. Oh, you did. Yay. And you know, it's, it's scored with this
0: sweet Latin rock song and I mean, it's a hot scene.
2: Well, and I'm going to be honest with you. I get a little put off by all the hands-on face that happens. There's a yeah. lot of weird, a lot yeah. of face touching.
0: That's true. Also, there's a lot of him just
1: rolling his one spur over parts of a body. I don't oh, know whose yeah. it is. Who's it? But that is balanced out by just the playfulness. There's a lot of humor in this scene. It's That's like, true, yeah. When they're done, Antonio Banderas just sort of tussles her hair in a, ah, you kind of way. <laughs> she laughs. It's great.
0: And, I mean, there's a little story about this sex scene. So the day they were going to shoot this scene, every single person on the cast and crew showed up <laughs> on set to watch the movie. Thankfully, Robert Rodriguez is not a horrible perv <laughs> and he banished everybody so it was just him and the script supervisor. But that's got to tell you something about the like the set of a movie when like 80 dudes show yeah. up to well, just watch Sama Hayek and Antonio Banderas get it
1: on. And that's the thing. I Everyone within a 20-mile radius of that film shoot just must have sensed a disturbance in the force <laughs> and been drawn like a moth to flame for the two most attractive people in the universe are both getting naked at the same time. <laughs> right? It's as if millions of boners <laughs> <laughs> engorged
0: and then suddenly one flaccid <laughs> from ejaculation yeah. do you like that? do you uh, like, like the way I, oh, no, yeah. Yeah, do you like it's... the way I did that Star Wars quote there where I took <laughs> what Obi-Wan says but I made it about fucking <laughs> you're a regular old Seth MacFarlane this one. Oh god that's the worst thing you can say to me I hate that I hate everything that man does <laughs> I've just been drinking a lot And I'm super into Movie sex scenes
1: And like This movie It definitely leaves you With a real positive buzz I mean I think it's clear That we are super jazzed About this movie Oh yeah It is In one of the big mood turners Right after this sex scene We
2: cut to one of the most Unfortunate sex scenes (laughs) That we yeah. have the tragedy of watching. Now in the, this case, you have El
0: Bucho. Just Bucho. Yeah. Just Bucho. Yeah, not El Bucho. He's not cool enough to be a the Bucho. <laughs> he's just a Bucho. <laughs> he's casually sitting up in his bed, smoking a cigar, fully what I
2: imagine is a prostitute. Both no, that's
0: his lady yeah. sidekick. Oh, that's the lady's that's lady henchman. Yeah. Oh man, that's rough. And no. she's wearing her full underwear yeah. and a bra.
1: They're both incredibly close. Yeah, and Very. she
0: is, like, I guess, I mean like, just riding him hard. Like, <laughs> riding him hard. And she's, like, you- she's either faking it or... Really into it, one of the two. Or one of the because she's, like, screaming. And then she stops, and then the camera just moves over just enough for you to see him being bored as shit. <laughs> and then him
1: blows cigar smoke in her face like a real dick yeah it's at this point that you truly realize the schism between our antagonist <laughs> and protagonist yeah their varying philosophies on life and love and
0: love making <laughs> and that is what takes us to the run up to basically that like the rest of the movie is almost one big action sequence oh yeah <laughs> pretty much Right after Mariachi and Carolina make love,
2: bad guys come in. The henchmen converge. Now, some
1: Hayek at this point has decided that she is going to awaken her slumbering lover with the sweet serenade of a Mexican guitar ballad. And she can sing really well. Yeah, no, She's a can. really good scene. Oh, yeah.
0: Although it is weird that, like, I, clearly she recorded an offset in a recording studio, and whoever was the engineer on it puts this reverb and echo on her
1: voice? No, that's <laughs> just how her voice goes. They actually tried to take it out for the movie. Yeah, no, she was like V'ger in Star Trek One. <laughs> she was singing. How dare
0: you compare the lovely Samahai to a stupid talking spaceship? <laughs> You monster. Take
1: that, Star Trek 1, you big pile of dumb. It's not called Star Trek 1. It's called
0: Star Trek The Motion Picture. Take you, that, Star Trek
1: 1. You
0: like the eagles, and you're an asshole, and I hate everything. <laughs> I'm
1: we're, so really, angry. we're really discovering our roles in this podcast. It's great. <laughs> Stop ruining this movie for me. It's so good.
2: At this point, though, this is important because after they clear the guys that come into the hotel room. And
0: there's lots of them. There's a lot of those guys. But
2: I don't think Antonio Banderas ever actually gets out of bed.
1: No, he He just sits in bed and shoots, like, I don't know,
2: like 10, a dozen guys.
1: Well, and that's a great character moment is that El Mariachi, the character for the entire movie, is the coolest guy in the universe, right up until it comes to the moment of actually firing a gun. And then he just sort of spazzes out like he has no idea what he's doing. He does kind of point a gun like another man would crack a whip.
0: Yeah. (laughs) it's all in the wrist. Yeah, he definitely went to the Han Solo school of firearm accuracy where you just sort of throw the bullets out of the gun at people. Like he's got to put a tight spiral on those bullets. (laughs) Otherwise it's not going to penetrate all the sweet button-up shirts and bolo ties everyone's wearing. So they murder their way out... Of this of of her apartment and they go downstairs and oh no, it's on fire! The bookstore is on fire! <laughs> the Cafe con libros es el Fuego! <laughs> <laughs> Quick lassie, go get help! <laughs> uh, they run back upstairs and they end up on the roof, and this is this is probably my favorite scene in the movie. Oh
1: um, man, this is definitely a scene they shot for the trailer. Carolina tosses
0: off her shoes. She's wearing mismatched high heels. Mariachi lays down some suppressing fire with his pistols. She leaps from one building to the
1: other, which
0: is about 10 feet across and about 20 feet down. It is a
1: really impressive stunt. It's it's serious. And it's shot incredibly well. And
0: she leaps over it and survives. Mariachi throws his guitar case over and it lands and somehow survives. (laughs) Then Mariachi gets to the edge and he turns around there's guys coming at him he shoots them he starts slipping he jumps off backwards and on his way across the street ten feet blows three dudes away somehow lands on his feet
1: despite jumping (laughs) directly backwards yeah no he lands on his back and then continues the roll and then like springs onto his feet grabs
2: two grenades
1: heads (laughs) back to the street drops them down on the guys below and then he and Selma Hayek, straight to the camera, slow motion walk, huge gasoline-fueled <laughs> explosion in the background. Man. It is amazing. Yeah. It's it is so cool. It's like somebody blew up an Esso station <laughs> for some reason. Just...
0: Yeah, it's it
1: is. It's definitely like the trailer money shot. And in you know fact, I mean? if you've seen the DVD cover or the trailer for this movie, that you is have the seen shot. This shot. That yeah. is the
2: shot, yeah. That
1: definitely. is yeah.
2: Though actually on the updated DVD covers, it's like him looking at his gun prayerfully.
0: So then this leads to them a very brief scene of her saying you should call your friends and kill Bucho. Why didn't you kill Bucho? Because he had a clean shot at Bucho at one point. With a sniper
2: pistol. With yeah. a
0: pistol with a sniper sight on it. <laughs> but,
2: but he doesn't kill Bucho, and she insists that he call his friends, and so he does.
0: And he calls Kampa and he calls Kino. They arrive... Immediately, one of them by bus, church bus, and one of them by half a truck. It's, it's like
1: that scene in, uh, in, um, oh shit, what was that, um, Wes Anderson movie, The Hotel? Oh, Cheech and Chong Episode 4. <laughs> a new high.
0: There is unrest in the galactic gravity bong. A clear and present Cheech and Chong, is that what it was? The hunt for Cheech and Chong.
1: Grand Budapest yeah, Hotel. Too long, I get well. to finish my story. <laughs> it's like the scene in Grand Budapest Hotel where the main character calls upon the uh, the vast network of hotel owners to help him out of a situation. Bill Murray's in it. I'm the only one who's seen this movie. I've seen really this are. movie. <laughs> Grand I Budapest Hotel movie.
0: is great. It's a great movie. It's incredibly twee, but it's very good. <laughs> it's a Bell and Sebastian song brought to life, but it's very good.
1: <laughs> so, this is when we find out that basically uh, the entire El Mariachi trilogy takes place in a very similar universe because there is a network of unionized El Mariachis.
0: Well, these are his Mariachi friends that he played with in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. They're his old Mariachi companions. Uh, and now they've come back and they owe him one.
1: They all have guitar cases. Yes. And this is incredibly important. Yes. Yes.
0: So Kino has just the one guitar case and Kampa has two guitar cases. All of a sudden, the Minions show up, and they show up fast. They show up angry. I refuse to say furious, because I don't want to go into more bullshit with you, John. (laughs) I know you'll start coming up with things. I don't want to deal with (laughs) it right now. And all the Minions show up. Don't. I see the look on your face. (laughs) The Minions show up, and the carnage begins, because Kampa takes his two guitar cases, clicks them down and they are machine guns and he murders the shit out of some people and it is the coolest it is
2: ah uh, so you brutal. take that back sir because well, that's true. then kino takes out his guitar case which is a rocket launcher <laughs> that's right. beat that with a stick and it appears to automatically reload cuz he'll shoot yeah. four or five and i never saw him put another
0: rocket yeah. in that case yeah no game. they're all
1: in the guitar case yeah. it cocks like a it cocks like a shotgun he's like clack clack Boom! <laughs> and they just
0: lay waste to, like, it's gotta be a hundred guys. It is so good. It's so many, and it's awesome. It's and so what's, good. And what's really great is during this scene, Mariachi barely kills anybody. He's just kind of hiding and taking shots here and there, and it's all Kampa and Kino. Kino, like, just murdering dudes. Because Mariachi's keeping an eye out for short round Damorera, Rera. <laughs> who... Once again, finds himself in the midst of the action. And this time, gets filled with bullets. Yeah. He's covered in blood when <laughs> this action's done. Now, we should point out at this point that Porcampa and Porquino both bite it. Yeah, but in the goddamn
1: coolest ways possible.
0: Well, Kappa just kind of gets shot.
2: Yeah, Yeah. but Kino gets shot while shooting a rocket, which goes directly up in the air and then falls back onto his body. And then, as he would have have wanted, no, it's like it's like the old Viking funeral where they shoot the flaming (laughs) arrow at the ship, except he just did it for himself. (laughs) He's like, "No,
1: fuck it, I'm going out.
2: (laughs) I regret nothing."
1: So Selma Hayek shows up and she commandeers a huge Jeep and they, uh, her and Antonio Banderas jump in with the wounded boy. Uh, but one of the bad guys with the sunglasses, uh, he's not going to let them get away. He's covered in blood. He's very badly hurt. He sees the truck coming at them, and he realizes that this is it for him. He falls to his knees and is immediately run over. <laughs> and dragged by that Jeep for like 100 feet. Yeah. 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 His
0: body is just tossed and turned like a rag doll it's underneath bad news. that Jeep. It's amazing. It's so cool. Yeah. They take the little boy to the hospital and then promptly leave him there without filling out any paperwork or giving proof of insurance or contact information or anything. (laughs) They just take a bleeding child who's dying to a hospital and disappear so they can take it to Bucho. And that leads to our final confrontation of the film where we find out (gasps) Bucho. It's El Mariachi's
1: brother. Now, what's worth noting is at this point, the acting style takes a drastic, sharp turn into straight-up telenovela. Yes. Yeah. It gets super soap opera. And it is delightful.
2: And it does not hurt that we are uh, pretty much... This all takes place in what appears to be like a converted ranch or mission that has, like, the whole telenovela classical gardens and yeah. green grass mm-hmm. in the desert going on.
0: And Bucho and El Mariachi have their stare down and... Bucho can't believe that his, it's his younger brother who's been murdering all his men. And Mariachi is just upset. He's going to murder his older brother, Cesar, who, a man who he probably idolized growing up. And you can see... its I mean, it's legitimately a great performance by these two actors. Mm. You can see yeah. the conflict and the torment in their eyes. Well, across
1: the board, the performances are just outstanding. outstanding. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah,
0: oh, exactly. And it, it, it's so great... Uh, and then, you know, Bucho threatens to murder Carolina because she betrayed him. And then Al Mariachi shoots his guns out of his sleeves, starts firing into the camera. Whiteout,
1: smash cut, hospital. We are visiting Short Round, who turns out to be Okay. Yeah, he's doing all right. All right, all right. Yeah, because yeah. Robert Rodriguez is not a monster.
0: Well, I mean, I, uh, if you saw Sharkboy and Lava Girl. I, mean, was, <laughs> I thought we forgave him for that. We did, but then I just remembered that that existed. I got really upset and just, uh, uh. He also wrote Predators, and that's Ooh, unconscionable yeah, for that me. Was a tough one. <laughs> Anyways, he saves the little boy, and he walks out of the hospital, and he turns to Carolina, and he says, Did I thank you? No No. I will And then he walks away And the next time you see him he's just walking down the street again Waiting to hitch a ride When who should show up in that jeep?
1: Carolina Cheech and Chong God damn you John
0: (laughs) God damn
2: you And in one of my favorite lines of the movie She looks at him very sultry and says I want you to thank me right now And really who wouldn't? (laughs)
1: Is a beautiful man. (laughs) I like that that's
2: the person whose attractiveness you wanted to point out, Matt. (laughs) I think it's worth noting.
0: (laughs) And he gets in the car. He throws his guitar case full of guns away. He gets in the Jeep and they drive away. Only to stop, back up, pick up the case, just in case. And then drive off into the sunset, Credits, sweet Los Lobo song. <laughs> and that's it. Guys, that is Desperado. This is an awesome movie. This is the uh second DVD I bought when DVDs first came out and I first got my DVD player. The first two DVDs I bought, I bought Blade Runner and I bought Desperado. Nice. And I will say this: when I was uh when I was a young man in ni- 1982. Or in 2002, <laughs> I was a pervy young man, and I bought Desperado because of this sweet movie, but also because of Salma Hayek's sweet, sweet
1: sex scene. Yeah. It's really gross. I bought it for the Cheech and Chong joke. God, God damn it! <laughs>
0: Johnny monster! We are going to take a break, and we're going to get back here with bullet points! Bullet points! All right, our first bullet point of the night is body count. Body counts.
1: John, what do you think the body count of this movie is? I am going to put it at a conservative 200 deaths. (laughs) Patrick, your body count for this movie?
2: Uh, you know, I'm gonna go.
1: I'm gonna go with
0: 201. Price is right rules. (laughs) Price is right rules! (laughs) The confirmed body count of this movie, and I was surprised, it seemed low, is 70. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Man. I. It seems like he kills so many more people <laughs> than he does, and maybe it's just because they show him killing the same people over and over <laughs> again from cool different angles because this movie's so cool. But yeah, 70 people bite it, and 47 of them are at the hands of El Mariachi. Nice. <laughs> there's one real quick thing that I love about this movie and like there's this weird scene Bucho's so upset that all this is happening and no one can find the mariachi and no one understands the concept of murdering strangers that he's gotta get in touch with his car and he's like what's the number to my car? what's the number to the phone of my car?
1: and they're like we don't know it's a brand new car nobody wrote down the number
0: and he gets Oh man!
1: He gets up out of his chair. He pulls a gun. He
0: walks out and yells at his assembled henchmen, all thirty of them. And he's like, "What's the fucking number to the car and the phone of my car?" And all thirty of them just go, oh, "Whatever. I don't, I don't know." And then it just cuts away. <laughs>
2: Thank God for cell phones. That's yeah. all you have to learn about that.
0: Yeah, this movie took place in the modern day. Yeah, yeah. So many things would have been avoided. <laughs> they never would have murdered Danny Trejo. They Danny had Trejo s- would have Danny- dialed his own phone with a knife, <laughs> just stabbing into his hand. They'd have gotten a Snapchat ahead of time with his picture, so they knew not
1: to kill him.
2: Danny Trejo has a knife stylus. <laughs>
0: All right, moving on to our next bullet point, best kill. Best kill! Patrick, what's your best kill?
2: I think my favorite kill is uh, in the uh, Tabasco or Tarasco bar, in Cheech Marin's bar, Antonio Banderas gets a human shield in front of about five or six guys, all with uh, automatic weapons. And as they look to him as they're going to open up on him, regardless of this human shield, he spins his human shield in a sort of Nancy Kerrigan triple twist while he dives behind the bar and this poor bastard gets lit up and the bullets are flying into his body and blood is spraying everywhere while he spins around like a sprinkler.
0: It's almost as if the bullets continue his spinning momentum <laughs> and move him around like a carousel of carnage, which I'm pretty sure is the name of an ICP album. <laughs> <laughs> and Definitely. if it's not,
1: and if it's not, get on the ball, ICP. <laughs> John, what's your best kill? Uh, mine also takes place in the bar scene pretty early on. It's where El Mariachi is on his back, a villain falls onto him. He kicks him into the air while the guy is flying backwards into a window. He continues the momentum by shooting him 30 or 40 times while he's already in midair.
2: This this kill I like a lot because it has real character development. Later when we get to that point where Antonio Banderas has to just sort of barely jump off the roof onto the other roof, this kill here establishes his incredible calf strength. Yes. <laughs> When he launches that bandito True. like 8, 9, 10 feet in the air and starts blasting him with his legs, you're aware later that he can totally propel himself across an alley with just a little bit of a, a, a jumping push.
0: Mark, your best kill of the movie. My best kill of the movie is definitely at the end when Kino bites it. Kino gets shot. He lurches backward, fires his rocket into the air. And like we talked about before... Five minutes later, it comes out and just explodes him. Uh, Just, I mean, just from a pure destructive standpoint, there's no more Kino left. (laughs) That RPG comes down, there's just a crater where he was, you know? That, to me, is an amazing death. I will say, honorable mention goes to nephew for kicking Christos to death. Yeah, that's a good kill, too. Christos, played by Christos. (laughs) Alright, now, since there are no visible war crimes in this movie, we are forced to come up with a new bullet point. Best weapon. Best weapon. John, what's the best weapon in this movie?
1: Antonio Banderas' steely stare. Ooh. <laughs> Care to elaborate? I think it speaks for itself. All right.
0: Patrick, what's your best weapon in this movie? I'm going to go with sniper pistol. You've
2: got all of the sight lines of a sniper rifle, but, you know, the range and accuracy of a
0: pistol. (laughs) So none. (laughs) My favorite weapon of this movie, my best weapon, is the sex machine dick gun. (laughs) And it's never used. And it's almost even better, because the only time it's mentioned is Carolina finds it in his guitar case. And she's like, I don't even want to know what this is. And he says... That saved my life a couple of times. (laughs) (laughs) Which means there's been times in his life that he just had this weird double six shooter revolver tucked up against his junk, waiting to just hump someone to death with bullets. It also
1: implies that at some point, he loses it to Sex Machine and From Dusty <laughs> in like a card game or something.
0: Just like Lando lost the Millennium Falcon exactly. to Han Solo in a game of SABIC. Yeah, of course. It makes total sense. Incidentally, the, the Sex Machine uh, dick gun was originally in the original cut of this movie in the scene where they're just before they're about to make love and they're playing the guitar together, it was supposed to go off and blow through the guitar and then they were going to make love.
2: Oh, nice. And, you
0: know, a very nice subtle piece of, <laughs> of imagery. But that was one of the things they had to cut from the movie uh, to get the NC-17 rating down. Right, nice. All right, and that brings us to our final bullet point of the night. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? John, is this an action movie? No. Fuck you! (laughs) This is nine action movies. Thank you. Thank you. Patrick, is this an action movie?
2: Absolutely.
0: Oh, Mark, is this an action movie? This is the action movie. (laughs) Of all the movies we've watched so far, Commando, Kickboxer, Green Lantern, Highlander, this is uh,
1: so far the best one. When you mentioned Green Lantern just then, I got (laughs) angry. I, I started visibly shaking with rage.
0: This this movie, like every, any five minutes of this movie, any five minutes of this movie has more action of it than the entire two and a half hours of Green
1: Lantern. <laughs> All right, guys, scrap this episode. I need to get more Green Lantern off my chest. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is
0: it here for Body Counts and Beer. I am Mark Rosenthal. I am Patrick Bromley.
1: And because I won that game of chance with Cheech and Chong, I'm John Rooney.
0: <laughs> Fuck you, and we are out. We will see you again Chee Cheech and Chong 7, the Cheech awakens! <laughs> Monster! Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Spy Kids Bromley, Mark Spy Kids 2 Rosenthal, and John Spy Kids 3 Rooney. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Body Count Cast, email us at bodycountsandbeer at gmail.com, and subscribe to us on iTunes!